Are you looking for valuable business advice to reach that seven-figure revenue mark? Do you want actionable tips to properly navigate through every business challenge you encounter along the way? Let Tersh Blissett and Josh Crouch be your guide in getting you to the top here at Service Business Mastery. Tune in as they sit down with world-renowned authors in business, leadership, and personal growth who share valuable insights about management, marketing, pricing, human resources, and so much more. Let their nuggets of wisdom gold guide you in owning a thriving, profitable, and ever-growing business. Here are your hosts, Tersh and Josh. All right, we are back live at the Women in HVACR event. Are you sure here we're not at HR? We're not at H- I, I make sure I look at you every time I say that now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we are here with uh, Stephanie Allen, yes. uh, co-owner of Airworks, and Jessica Woodruff-Smith, who is a part of Lady Titans and also works with Stephanie at uh, Airworks now. Welcome, ladies. Thank you Thank for you. us. Awesome. So, uh, Stephanie, you told us a little bit before we started recording. Which sometimes- the tricky thing about podcasting is you have amazing conversations before you hit the record button or you go yes, live. Yes, you're getting to know each other. And, then and, you- and it's like, let's ah, do that again. Let's do that again. And then you try let's and redo it. And it's, yes, did you remember, do you remember exactly way. what you just said? Yeah. That's kind of like my cooking. <laughs> My husband says you better enjoy it the first time because she's not going to make it again. <laughs> I don't write hilarious. it down. There's no recipe just for like, it. Well, I'm going to put a little bit of that, a little bit of this. That's my creative outlet. But next outlet. time it's going to be a little different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't remember. Yeah. But oh, you should record it. I could. Yeah, like a TikTok. But that, I wouldn't that watch would be, it. That wouldn't be as fun. That me either. That's yeah. the problem with these recordings. Like, have two terabytes of, of recordings and it's like, oh, I don't really want to watch myself. No. Yeah. yeah. But so, maybe somebody else could make it. Tell, tell us about you and how you got in your business. And I love the fact that I seen your van and you're on the side of it, which is yeah. really awesome. Yeah. My girls and I are on the side of the van. It was something that I fought for a little while because I Against? was used to playing number two in the company. Kevin okay. was the face of the company. He is the one that was out in the field, really reaching the customers and our community. So we moved back home to where we went to high school um, to raise our family with family and start our business there. And everybody loves Kevin. Yeah. Nobody likes Stephanie. Everybody <laughs> loves Kevin. Kevin was the guy. He's so personable and friendly. And I was always taking care of business, right? Like I yeah. wanted to make sure everybody was safe. Everybody was fed. Everyone was taken care of. Mm-hmm. So that's not always fun. Right. Um, but, you know, we're changing those personalities a little bit. And it really promoted the brand who we are. Right, we're family run, but we're mom approved. I'm the one that makes sure my seal of approval essentially is on everything that goes out the door, whether that's marketing or compensation plans or our customer experience. Now, this train has gotten big. And I was going to so, say, as you grow and, and you have grown, yes, uh, how overwhelming or has it been overwhelming? putting your stamp of approval on everything. Does it feel like you're micromanaging at any point? It can. Yeah. But at the same point, um, I have done a really great job and I will pat myself on the back of hiring well. Right. So it's amazing. A good, it's amazing the difference in a good hire and a bad hire and how much more work you have to do when you do a bad hire. You're like, man, I could have done this without you yeah. unless and then a good hire is like oh where have you been my whole life well, and can, can we preface that so you're in california correct 
And Jessica, who now works for you, is in Massachusetts. So yep. it almost couldn't be any further apart. Yeah. Because you're in Southern California. Uh-huh. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about that since we're talking about hiring and, and making good hires. How did, how did something like that come about? Yeah, so we transitioned to Service Titan at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. And I figured out that this software was just more robust than I could possibly handle, even with Kelly, who's been on my team for eight years. And um, we work really well together. And it was something she wanted to take on. She was also helping run the business. And so we didn't have a dedicated person that was just implementing and creating processes and making sure that we were utilizing the software to not that's even a, a time capability, but even like half, you yeah. know? Just getting it, just getting, I just want a little bit on the leaderboard. I don't have to be like at the top of the board. But no, I, I do. When we, yeah. <laughs> she yes. does. I've seen Jessica you. Does. She's, I've been on that leaderboard a couple of times and I'm like, all right, I made this a leaderboard. I'm done. Like, <laughs> So we work with a consultant in business and he said, most people use about 3% of service what? time. And I said, I am making a better investment than that. Yeah. Like, I will utilize this software. And so we were digging in and I was asking questions and they're like, wow, you're, you're a sophisticated user. And I didn't feel sophisticated. I didn't know any of the answers. I just knew what I wanted it to do. Yeah. And so I reached out a little in the community and said, if I were to hire an expert, who would that be? Mm-hmm. And someone said, the only person I can think of that's the best, right? Better than this person I was speaking to was Jessica. And I said, all right, let me try. Mm-hmm. So I friended her. I messaged her. I followed her. She's like, who the heck is this lady? Stalker. Right? Stalker. Pretty much. <laughs> and I, I think I asked you in a Facebook message if we could talk. Yeah. Right? And we had a 20-minute conversation. I asked her what she wanted, and I paid her that. And now she's on our team. Oh, dang. That's, that's what's up. Yeah. So, so I, like, I like that. Take, real quick, take an action right Would there. you introduce yourself? Uh, I'm Jessica Woodruff-Smith. I've been in the trades for 16 years. 15 of that was with my dad's company. Uh, and I, in the last five or so years, have really stepped up in bringing women into the trades. Mm-hmm. We founded Lady Titans two years ago. And uh, just trying to make a difference. So what, um, what made you deep dive into the, the software side of things? I like to be the best at things. Yeah, <laughs> it's competition. <laughs> Uh, when Service Titan first introduced their Titan score leaderboard, I needed to be at the top of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I betaed their Titan advisor program and got to the top of that. Mm-hmm. And then I was very disappointed when my dad sold his company and it fell off the leaderboard. Oh, man. So I've gained us 100 points in six months. Oh, so yeah. I'm coming. I didn't know what it meant. <laughs> come, we're coming with good. a new company. Yeah. Watch your back. <laughs> coming with a vengeance. Yeah, that's hilarious. I and I that. had no idea really the, who I was hiring. So I liked Jessica and she said she could do great things, yeah. but I had no idea how networked she was. And hiring her onto the team has empowered me to be a better leader, to step into my leadership role, to start networking. The, the community that she's brought us into is just amazing. So I'm a new member for WHVACR. I'm a new member for Lady Titans and I am so excited about what we're gonna do together. Yeah, that's that is really exciting. Now, when you say networking, are you saying like nationally networking or local, like your local network? Nationally networking. Yeah. My husband and I, that's how we got started because Same. networking was free, mm-hmm. right? And we couldn't afford anything else. Yep. So we would volunteer at chamber events and pour the wine because we couldn't afford the ticket to the sure. event. 
Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And generally, somehow I negotiated a VIP tick, uh, wristband normally at those events. So we would pour the wine for people. We would ho- hobnob with them. And yeah. um, then eventually now we're sponsoring those events. That's you know? cool. That's It's wild to see that change there from from when you first started networking, which is weird. If you've never networked and you like your first time going there and if you don't have somebody taking you along to say, do this, don't do that. It's like, I'm going to stand in the corner over here and like observe for a little yep. while and mm-hmm. hopefully i don't look like a weirdo that's just staring at people and, and, <laughs> and you realize that nobody's even looking at you yeah. like it's just all in your head exactly when i met stephanie six months ago she didn't really know anybody in the industry no and i've since introduced her to stephanie postel yeah. and leslie harpole and cassie pound and we're gonna do some amazing things working with those ladies yeah they're um they are definitely movers and shakers in the industry and uh, they are very boisterous as well so That's we talked accurate. about that yesterday on the show. <laughs> so, Stephanie, you, you've been in business a while now. Yeah. Since 2010, I think you told us. That's when Airworks started, yes. Okay. So, tell us about, um, and, and what we're focused on here is, is, is pain points. Okay. And either whether there's something that you have overcome in the past or even something more current that is a challenge that you're either trying to overcome or have overcome recently. Is there anything that comes to mind when you think of a pain point? I think that, yeah, I mean, there's continual lessons, yeah. right? And you forget where you've come from, and then you have to relearn that lesson again. Um, Kevin and I, a year or two ago, said we will not be held hostage. By, like, a technician? Period. Uh-huh. We will not be held hostage anymore. Because we felt hostage to customers. Okay. We felt hostage to our team. Oh, yeah. um, and we felt like we weren't running the ship. We were letting others steer us, right? And we felt, especially with the labor shortage, if you will, or the skilled talent, we didn't know where to go. We didn't know what to do. And so we were letting our team dictate that. Oh, yeah. Been there, Um, done that. Got that T-shirt. And we were keeping people on the team that shouldn't be. Mm -hmm. And we're done with that now. So that's definitely been a pain point. And I would rather pull in less revenue and have a bit bigger bottom line. Mm-hmm. You know, we had people just running the efficiency. Oh yeah, they're just ruining, ruining it. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what's the point? You're not in business for huge revenue. And I mean, that's what you talk about in the lead-in, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Great. Maybe that should change to- The bottom line number. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's talk about that's that. It's a vanity number, that, that, that top line number. And if you're making, you know, $5 million, but you're losing Five million and one dollars, you know. Well, we just might as well go get a job. Why be a thirty million dollar bankrupt company? Exactly, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, So, what have you done to to? to, I mean, because that's it's it's easy to say that. It's hard to put that into action, especially if you're emotionally attached to the individuals, because there's times for us where it's like I have a bleeding heart syndrome, and it's like. Yeah, but they have a family and they have, you know, all this stuff. And I'm like, oh, just, just pull the plug. It figures out, I figured out that when somebody's on the team and they're not the right fit, we're actually doing them a disservice by keeping them. Oh, yeah. Explain what you mean there. They're not able to grow in their position because they're in the wrong seat on the bus. Heck, they might even be on the wrong bus. Mm-hmm. So it is actually in their best interest to tell them what's going on and to help them transition. Oh, that's good. So 
it was doing a disservice to the rest of our team members as well as that individual. Did you notice an uptick in the other team members when that person left? A hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. Toxic culture is toxic and it spreads. Like wildfire. It's like a virus. Yeah. It really is. Because as soon as that, those parking lot meetings start happening, one person pulls one aside and then another one joins and another one joins. And, it just and that's one of the takes- problems in growth is that, um, you know, Kevin and I just kept telling ourselves that we had this fantastic culture and we have this fantastic team because that's what we believe and that's what we wanted. Mm-hmm. And when you like pull back a few layers of the onion and you dig in a little bit, you figure out that there needs to be more focus in those areas. Mm. So by, you know, even here at this conference, Jessica and I are talking a lot about what our roles are going to be when we go back. Oh, yeah. Now, she works remote. Mm-hmm. Is she is she your first remote hire? She was our – so we went remote in COVID for a little while, well, but that right. was the team that was local that went remote well, and okay. kind of back. But, yeah, she's our first remote hire. Okay. Which has opened up all sorts of possibilities in and of itself. Right. Mm-hmm. But this conversation is you need to do all of the things that can be done remotely. And I need to do the things that need to be done in person. So I will be doing more ride-alongs. I will be more in the field. Now, some of that has been slowed by our family also. Yeah, because you have a newborn, don't you? I have a 14-month-old. Yeah, Yeah. it's pretty new. New Newborn to um, me. You know, we've rolled (laughs) from from one baby to the next. (laughs) uh, And we are very involved. And uh, shoot, my kids are born at home. Yeah, that's cool. Right. So, um, How many kids do you have? We have three. Three, okay. The first one came without assistance, without a midwife. It was just Kevin and I. That's the partnership that we've had. It wasn't oh, intentional, but it, we, it worked. Kevin. He's, yeah. yeah. He's there. Yeah. He's, I learned there, that story there. this he's week. There. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. That is amazing. <laughs> he's all I there. I mean, I did the work. He just <laughs> caught, but, you know, everyone says, go, Kevin. Yeah, it's, a, it's an important catch. It's the most important catch we'll ever make. Yeah. Good work also, Stephanie. Yeah. Thank you. Good, good job, Stephanie. Thank you. We're not discrediting the work that you've not had to at do. All. Not even slightly. <laughs> we joke about it because who do you celebrate? It's the quarterback, but who really does the rest of the work? You know. Right, right. So Kevin always That's says he's the true. quarterback. That's, That's hilarious. Analogy. I do know that when my kids were born, I was like, oh, I was like wheezy over on the couch and. The doctor was like, uh, set him down. <laughs> set that guy down. <laughs> so you wouldn't I, have been a good wife. More power to Kevin because yeah. that's not me at all. <laughs> and now he's like, hey, if you need help, give me a call. It's weird to offer other people's wives that. You cannot do that, babe. I understand like you're just trying to be helpful, but some things you can't that's help awesome. with. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, I'll never forget that. That's awesome. <laughs> so I, I love that with hiring. So you went from like – because Church has obviously been remote uh, remote for a while. Uh-huh. My business is remote. Uh, you went from complete, I mean, outside of the COVID stuff, everyone's everyone's here, everyone's in the office yep. every single day. Yep. But you saw a pain point. You realized that there probably wasn't someone local that was going to be able to come in the office every day to be able to do what Jessica's doing for your business. 100% on that role, 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, there was, I mean, I didn't really have to look too far once I found her. We're like, we're just going to make it work. Yeah. Um, so once we did that, now I've been remote for a long time, which I hadn't really considered. What do you mean by that? So because I had babies and we were moving yeah. in and out, I wasn't necessarily in the office all the time. Okay, yeah. I would come in for meetings and, um, but I could do a lot of the work remotely. We're on Google right. chats and mm-hmm. space and, yeah. you know, all of those things. So we had kind of developed the ability to be remote. We just hadn't done it with our whole support team yet. Um, and then Kelly, who I mentioned earlier, she had a baby in June. So, 
Um, she had been remote a little bit before that. She wanted to stay home and we're making it work. We're really trying to have the life work balance mm -hmm. for as many people on the team as possible. Now, our technicians, our installers, they can't work from home, right? right? They have to, to work yeah. in the field, but we are aware of their family needs also. Mm -hmm. We do shout outs before the first day of school. Who's gonna need to come in late on what day? What's happening? How are we oh, handling that? Um, hey, it's holiday season. Who has, um, you know, holiday plays to go to and what's happening and what do we need to be aware of ahead of time? Because we wanna make sure that our people are able to participate in their families' lives the way that they want to also. Who's doing soccer coaching? Can we sponsor that team? And you have to be off by three on what days of the week, Yeah. right? So That's a big thing. Whenever, if someone's like, uh, I just, I was never around my family. Like I was, work always took me away. It's easy to find another job where, especially if they're, even if they don't deliver on it, if they promise like, hey, look, you'll be off by four every afternoon. And it's like, okay, like even if it might be a little pay cut, whatever. It, but then uh, if you can do what you're doing and- It's always still, the little things. It is, there's little always things. The little and, things. And finding out the one thing, like for me, the soccer games are on Saturdays. I don't want to go to soccer practice. So like, <laughs> like don't have me off by on time. Like I, I'm requesting to work later, uh, but it's, it, so that's not really a, a great thing for me. Like, for, but for me, I, I kind of want to work the weekends. So, you know, just learning what really does matter. Just, I, I, I say that because I'm often the type of person that assumes like, Oh, your kids play soccer? That must mean you want to do X, Y, and Z. And it's like, actually, no, I don't want any part. That's the most boring sport ever. Uh, no. My kids play soccer, by the way. So it's, you know, talking about, pretty good too. talking about having conversations with your team, we had been trying for so long to get um, a weekend tech or on-call tech, and we were going through rotations and doing all of these things, and then we finally brought it to the meeting mm -hmm. and said, hey, we're really looking oh, yeah, for Saturday point. work. Yeah. And one of our technicians raised his hand and said, hey, my wife's off on Wednesdays. Can I have Wednesday off and work Saturdays? Yeah. Like, do you have a volunteer for that? <laughs> Isn't it crazy? You, you, that was probably like a, an eye-opening moment because it was that simple of just asking your team. Yeah, we didn't have to just ask volunteer anybody. Exactly. Yeah. It's like bribing them with extra, a whole bunch of extra <laughs> right. pay or anything like that. Right. It's, it's just uh, just asking the team. And, and yeah, I'm, I'm just preachers of choir here i am so guilty of that like it's i just assume I, and i know that i'm not supposed to every time i do it's like church you're an idiot stop doing that every single time and and i'm gonna bring it back to remote work a little bit so yeah i was gonna ask you and, a little bit pull jess in so since jessica has been remote and she had worked remote prior to that um, she's been really able to help us develop remote culture um and so, so share, that's where share the gifts that come in. yeah sure. well so Gifts I, I guess, with a T and without. That's right. hilarious. Yeah. You got to be clear. Gifts, gifts and gifts. Or are we going to fight yeah. about it, that? No, we're not going to fight about yes, that. Yes, let's fight about it. I'm going to throw this something at you. Gif well, is peanut butter. She'll so. send you a gift to, <laughs> to talk about it. So tell tell me this before you before you start, Jessica. Before you start. She's like, can I search the gifts right now? <laughs> <laughs> what What is the pain point? Like, what is, like, what was the pain point that you had? Like, like. The number one things that come to mind for either one of you when it came to remote. I know being remote, like there's times, like you said, you forget about some of the things you've gone through until they come full circle. You hire a new person and you're like, oh crap, I forgot I had to deal with that one time before. Uh, what, what would y'all say is one of the biggest pain points of having remote staff? Terminating them. 
Oh yeah. That's <laughs> oh yeah. That's a good. That's a good one. That is okay. So how did you solve that? Um, it's been challenging. We have because done a little you, bit of cleaning house. You, how much? How much stuff goes to them? Like, do you actually? Because I know some companies will ship a laptop to them. Some companies are like, hey, part of this job is you're required to have your own computer and a steady wife or a steady internet feed. Do you provide anything to them? We provide it all. Okay. And so you have to get it all back. Yeah. Are you willing to... Okay, so this is a different question. Yes. Are, are you, I'd be willing to lose it if I had to. Right. <laughs> so are you willing to ship that to a different country, though, to have a remote staff employee in a different country? I think... Yeah, I mean, I don't see why not. Yeah. I'm a yes first, and then I'm like, oh, wait, let's think about the legal ramifications <laughs> of all of that. So yeah. I don't know how the HR and tax and all the other things would work, and it would probably not have to be an employee. It would be an independent contractor. But you're in California, sorts. so it's probably against the law. Probably. I imagine. <laughs> Most things are. Yeah, that's <laughs> a great point. <laughs> okay, what, what would you say other than terminating? Making sure they're present, not distracted. Right doing their right. job, available for the phone, how many calls have we missed? We haven't had as much of a problem with our support team and engagement, I think, as we do when we try to do remote service meetings or remote installer meetings, which we also do because yeah. we generally start at the job location. Mm -hmm. So instead of having everyone come to the truck, uh, come to the shop. Um, so now it's hey, you have to have your camera on, your camera you need on. to be in front of it, we're expecting it's participation. Like on the thing. Looking at the roof of the truck, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, mm, come on. <laughs> Same thing with required forms and service titan, right? So uh, we were told, oh, you'll get pictures of somebody's shoe and you'll get pictures of a car and all these the other things. The back of your iPad. Not case. our team. Uh -uh. We would never get those. <laughs> We get them all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's about irritating. That's 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 tough. So one of the things that we started doing, well, we, we did this a long time ago because we actually had a, uh, what was she, a CSR? I think, yeah, pretty sure she was CSR. Yeah, CSR. And um, we had this thing where, like, we had Zoom pretty much. Like, we weren't real strict about them being on Zoom. Uh, but then we were listening to her call recordings and we heard like sound like a barber shop in the background and she sure enough she was getting her hair did and catching what? calls on the phone and I was like oh mm -mm, nope I used to do that when we just started the company and I was working on a cell phone and you would hear like the supermarket in the background spill on aisle six <laughs> so that's a total aside i mean i'm trying to cover the, yeah. the phone trying to make it all well, we, work we've sound been really there, professional. especially when the business is small yeah. i was the guy who would answer nights and weekends and we'd be out and doing something like oh shit like you hit mute on your phone <laughs> right. uh, real right. quick but um so w with the, re the remote stuff with you jessica what so it's we obviously are, different being in person right like yeah Building culture in person is a totally different thing than building it remotely. How, um, how is that? Yeah, how are, how are you guys actively trying to do that? I think part of the juggle right now is not only we're building culture, but we're, we're changing our team. So we had That's figured out that there. we did not have um, middle management, okay. right? We had lots of doers. And we had leadership, but we didn't have middle management. And so that's our pain point right now is that we're hiring in that middle level. And so it's all new. The culture's new. Mm. And they're coming in and saying, why are we doing things this way? What's happening? And so 
we're in a, a time of change, mm. of transformation, really. Um, and I'm so excited for what's on the other side of it. It's a little bit um, painful and uncomfortable right now, um, but kind of in a good way. You know, like when you work out and it, and it hurts. No, that's not good. Yeah, no. I don't like that. Okay. He does not like no, that. I, no? I can attest uh, to that nope. now. You see me, I'm a round shape. That's for a reason. I, I asked my not. husband once. I said, I want to get in shape. He said, round's a shape. It is you a don't, shape. Don't say that to your wives. True. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I wouldn't say that Pro to tip. you. I'm just saying round is a shape. It's, it's my shape. And that's my shape of preference because I don't like working out. I hate it with a passion. It's important for your heart health, for your kids. Well, I'm sure it's great for it all. But it's not great for you know, me you the next walk, day. Right? You can just walk, right? You can just walk and listen. Walk. You can just walk and listen to our podcast. Or listen to somebody else. I, I don't want to listen to myself. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see myself. I don't want to listen to myself. I got a face for radio and a, a voice for something for Braille. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Jessica's work from home setup is pretty unique. It is. Oh, share it, share it. Which part are you talking about? How many screens do you have going oh, I on, have Jess? Four screens. That's what's up. That's envy right here. I got, I got two, and I, I feel think, like I'm I'm missing out. I think I would have more screens if I had more space. I'm just out of space, and I don't think my so laptop. How do you, will how drive do you set that up? Like you have four have, screens. You should see it. Like what? What is? What, how, what do you have on these screens? Like how do you keep yourself organized? So otherwise, have, it could be too much, too. Right? I have two big screens. Okay. And then over here, I have a small screen and my laptop. Okay. The small screen up here has dial pad. So okay. I can see what's happening. Okay. Down here, I've got my email and my chats, so I can stay on top of everything. And then I'm working on the big screens. Mm -hmm. Generally, I have like whatever I'm working on and whatever I'm referencing. Okay. Yeah, that's exactly. I mean, that so, sounds exactly like mine. It's I have two 53 inch televisions that are that are monitored. Mine aren't that big. And then <laughs> there's two. Thanks, like, Tersh. Now I'm buying TVs. Oh yeah. Well, um, you're the only thing you bought me is my laptop. So I bought everything else so <laughs> get, far. Get the get the seventy five inch one. You might as well get two seventy fives. But then I, I have two monitors right on top of each other, and yeah. it's it, it it can be overwhelming at times. Um, but at, be, what I find is that I end up with a ton of browsers open, especially if I'm trying to figure out something. Like whenever I was trying to get my um, certified administrator thing. I was like, I had everything open everywhere, trying to like test it to figure it I out. I probably average like 63 open tabs a day. Yeah, my computer's I'm, like, uh, stop, I was please. like, Jess, we're not, you're not sharing the screen you're looking at. Can you pull it <laughs> into our view? <laughs> oh, that's even better. <laughs> Stephanie and uh, Jessica, I really appreciate y'all hanging out with us. Uh, we're coming up on our 30 minute mark. Um, is there, if there's one thing that you would, each one of you would like to share uh, to somebody who may be just starting a business or just starting to go remote, um, what's what's one thing that you would, would like to share with them? Take it day by day. You know, try it. Fail forward. Be open to change. And um, it didn't work today. Let's try something different. I think that a lot of our success in the last year has been the ability to, to pivot quickly, mm. but also that we are measuring Tracking and measuring. So you know. I didn't allow any tracking measures before, uh, tracking numbers before Jessica. It was because, like, oh, I'm sure that's changed. Oh my gosh, we have, <laughs> new, sure we have numbers changed. everywhere. I'm texting, I need a number for this. I need a number for that. That's um, hilarious. Yeah, so track and measure, look at what's going on, change things when the numbers aren't showing what you want them to be showing, um, and be open with your team and receptive to their ideas. Mm -hmm. What about you? Sorry. Took she took them all. <laughs> Just we asked for one, she gave us nine. But be flexible. I love it. <laughs> be flexible. Listen to your team. See what's working. See what's not. Well, and, and just the story right here. I love the fact that 
you saw a problem. Mm-hmm. We're starting a new software, and there's a lot of softwares out there that you didn't, have a lot you of. You didn't things. limit yourself. You didn't limit yourself to just with that area here. because you I hear that all the time. It's like there's nobody in my area that can do this. Well, I know there's plenty of people that can do it all over the place. Well, I don't want to hire someone. It's a web-based software, but it's right. and it's yeah. networking, networking through, and that was probably through Facebook groups, but networking here, networking through those groups, open you up to so many different opportunities. Yeah, that can grow your business and totally change what you're doing. Yeah. I don't like problem spotters. I want problem solvers. Oh my gosh! I had, I had I've had them before. Yeah. <laughs> problem spotters. You're like, hey, look at the problem over here. There's like, no uh, solutions. It's always so that's a I, problem. Okay, so little small tangent. I had technicians many years ago with, who would call me constantly with problems. I, the the day that I stopped this was I got 132 phone calls in one day from technicians calling about problems. And uh, I created a rule that every time they called me with a problem, they must call with three solutions also. So then if there was, uh, even if they weren't the right things, at least I know they put some thought into it. And uh, the next day, I think I got like four calls. Well, actually, I take that back. The next day, I still got a bunch of calls, but every time I'd hang up on them instantly. They'd call me back and they say, I think, you, I think we got disconnected. No, I hung up on your click, <laughs> did it again. And then the next day, they called me like four times and it had solutions every time. But yeah, that was, man, talk about We enable that though. We do. As business owners. It's ego. It's our if ego. If we keep answering it, yes. they'll keep asking. 100%. We have to empower Absolutely. them. 100%. And, and be okay when they make mistakes. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Thank y'all so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Service Business Mastery. Now that you are equipped with essential business advice from this impactful conversation, you are one step closer to becoming the successful owner of your dreams. If this episode has been helpful to your business journey, don't forget to subscribe to the show, leave a rating, and share it with other owners as well. Visit servicebusinessmastery.com to learn more.